0: listening to All Aboard presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards is the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, the Sun Devil Radio Network's weekly hour-long show that spotlights Arizona State football and features Sun Devil head coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Hi everybody, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this evening's virtual broadcast. Our regular Thursday night show is airing on a Tuesday night this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday and because of Sun Devil Basketball, hopefully, hopefully filling the airwaves tomorrow evening. No matter what we might or when we might carry the All Aboard show, you can listen in on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. If you want to watch the show, we are also airing tonight's uh, program on Facebook Live. You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil football Facebook page. Our guest on tonight's show will be first-year Sun Devil defensive backs coach Chris Hawkins, a one-time DB at USC, And also joining us will be Arizona State redshirt freshman Nickelback Jordan Clark, who had himself a heck of a game in the Sun Devils' only game so far this season back on November 7th at USC. But to get things started tonight, it's always my pleasure to welcome in third-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. But it is an added pleasure to say hello to Coach Edwards this evening. First things first, Herm. How are you feeling? A lot of Sun Devil Nation uh, thinking about you. How are you feeling, my friend?
1: Well, I'm feeling fine, and, and, and I appreciate all those folks um, uh, from Sun Devil Nation, uh, people that I have uh, run into contact with um, during my playing career, coaching career at different situations, television career. can't thank all those folks that had reached out to me Um uh, after they had found out I had uh, uh, the virus, and so uh, love y'all and, and thank you for your your, your well wishes, and, and I'm back, and that's 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 a good thing. I'm in my office. I was telling <laughs> some of the players today I've not been in my office this long since I got here, and I've been here three years, <laughs> and so <laughs> it's good to be back, uh, in my all.
0: It's it's great to see you. You look terrific and you sound good as well. Now, let's get right to the news that broke just a couple of hours ago for the third straight week. An Arizona, football, an Arizona State football game canceled because of COVID-19. The Sun Devils scheduled uh game against Utah, which originally was scheduled to be played Saturday, then was moved back to Sunday, was uh, canceled uh, a short while ago because of uh, the continuing COVID-19 issues impacting the Sun Devil football program. Coach, what can you tell us about the cancellation and your reaction to it? It was
1: very difficult uh, for parties. um, But here again, I think that going into this, um, even when our season was postponed, if we go back and and really think about what was said for the Pac-12, is it's the safe and healthy, uh, the safe environment uh, of – student-athletes, coaches, uh, was was the top priority. And when you have to do something like this, we're not able to play. um, The health and safety uh, for our players uh, and everyone else involved in this was the number one criteria. And I think the good part about it is that – uh, we will find a way to, at the end, maybe pick up another game. So that'll be that'll be that'll be fine for us. And we're excited about the opportunity. And um, players will be in here tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start work tomorrow uh, on UCLA. Uh, we're going to start preparing for UCLA right now. That's the next one on the on the agenda for us.
0: If I could, Herm, let me uh, read from a statement released by uh, Ray Anderson earlier today, and uh, I'm quoting uh, Ray in this statement. We have had to invoke the pac 12s football game cancellation policy for this week's game versus Utah due to not having the minimum number of scholarship players available on account of return to play protocols involving CDC prescribed quarantines by virtue of contact tracing and cardiac testing evaluation results. The timing of the previously reported positive results coupled with the return to play guidelines have stretched over parts of three weeks, which makes it unsafe for several of our players to compete this Sunday. I sympathize for our student athletes and everyone associated with Sun Devil Athletics as well as sun devil nation this also has an impact on the university of utah football program and we extend our appreciation for their understanding of the situation we are continuing to take every precaution to safeguard the health and welfare of our student athletes and staff in accordance with the pac-12 covid 19 medical advisory committee's procedures the student athletes are receiving the appropriate medical care we will continue to monitor our testing results and stay in close communication with our university, local public health officials, and the Pac-12 conference. Notwithstanding any new issues, we are confident in our chances of playing football next week. And Herm, uh, what you just said, uh, that last statement is kind of echoed by what you said. Your players uh, will be in tomorrow, and uh, I sense that you're very hopeful that you will, will be able to play your scheduled December 5th game against the UCLA Bruins.
1: We are. We're excited about the opportunity. Um, the coaches that are, the players that are available will be here tomorrow. And, and as uh, the week continues, uh, we will find out more about those that are not. Um, but Ray made, uh, made the announcement, made the statement. Uh, couldn't be stated any better than that. Um, we talked, we had a Zoom had a Zoom meeting earlier. Uh, once this was released to our players, uh, they know we have an eight, eight o'clock special teams meeting tomorrow before uh, 6.30 COVID testing begins uh, like it has every day, it seems. And then we'll go to work tomorrow with, with the guys that we have that are available right now.
0: Her my understanding is that unlike the first two cancellations of your scheduled November 14th home game against California and then a scheduled road trip to Colorado the following week, Saturday, November 21st, those were – the result of a couple of waves of positive COVID tests and resulting contact tracing that involved players and coaches. This cancellation seems to be more about the quarantining process and also about the required cardiac testing of those who tested positive. Is that a fair statement,
1: do you think? think some of that, yeah. And, and I don't want to get into it, you know, because I just think that is one of those things where, you know, it the, the, was a decision made, Um we feel it was the right decision made. Uh, Ray advised uh, our staff. Uh, we went through our, our medical professionals that have done a marvelous job here of, of really thinking about the journey that this that this football team has gone through. Uh, you know, we've been we've been at this when you think about it since March, really, and it's been what seven seven months. Uh, and, and so it's been eight months. It, uh, been, yeah. eight months. Eight, there you go. Eight, and it's it's been a long journey and. Um, it's just disappointing um, that we couldn't um, uh, play this week. Uh, but I think if you watch the college landscape right now, uh, it seems every week there are going to be cancellations. Now, our, our conference has done a marvelous job of of if you know early enough, and that's important, uh, that you make them aware so games can be switched so some other team maybe have the opportunity of playing if they're able to play. And so I thought that was always – part of uh, the situation we felt we were in and we wanted to make sure that we gave Utah the ability if they could play another game and against another opponent in our conference, um, they could get that done. So I I think that is the conversation that our conference has had uh, during uh, uh, this time that we're all in.
0: How are your players and staff dealing with all this? Because, it's got to be challenging you know they want to get out there and play some football especially knowing that they've got a pretty doggone good team here and yet they know that they want to do so when they're healthy and they want to safeguard you know everybody wants uh, everybody else to be healthy and safe in this process
1: it's frustrating obviously for everyone involved um But here again, I think our guys are excited about the opportunity, uh, the guys that are available this week to to come to work, uh, start preparing for for UCLA. Uh, And then, uh, you know, once we get into the mode of of, of practicing, that always kind of makes you feel better as a football player. You feel like, okay, we're getting ready for something. We're preparing for something. Now, we're not going to have our whole team out there, but we, we have the guys that are available to do this. Uh, There'll be some more guys later on, maybe at the end of the week or whatever that may be starting the next week. But I think as we we continue to do this, the days that pass will become more whole and we can start focusing in on on UCLA. It
0: kind of gives me the sense from what you're saying that you're starting to see the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel or maybe turning a corner, at least in terms of this particular episode that you're dealing with with your team
1: yeah no doubt and and you want to see some you want see some blue skies and um I think going forward we we feel that way uh and, and I know when the players get here tomorrow as a team they, they they've been working out you know the guys that have that have been around are able to do that have have been working out with joe in, in little groups, but it'll be fun again tomorrow to see the whole team got not the whole team but the guys that are available to go out on the practice field and actually do some things football related.
0: Has there anything else in your coaching career, or maybe even in your entire football career, that parallels what this whole thing, this this pandemic, has been like in terms of dealing with it, and the way you have to deal not only with yourself and your family, but with your extended family of uh, over a hundred Sunday football players, coaches, and staff?
1: Well, the emotional roller coaster that you're on every week, and I think every day. I shouldn't say that every day because you, you always wonder, you know, after a test has been taken by your team and your staff, you, you, you wondering, you know, what, if, if, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? I mean, and that's every sport team right now in sports. I mean, we have our, our you know, basketball teams now are starting to play, you know, women, men and women. That's the next – you see the cancellations of games before the, before the tournaments even start, right? You see a bunch of coaches – All of a sudden, down as well, you know, and that's and that's what you live with every day. You 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 live with the fear of that. Um, What is the test going to look like? Is the team going to be available? And if not, are we going to miss a few members? How do you deal with that? You know, and it it, it's that's the that's the world we live in right now, and it's we all understand it, and there's protocol we have to take to keep each other safe and you can never let your guard down. You know, the test doesn't make you um, uh, virus-free. You're virus-free for the time you take the test and you get the results and it says you're negative. Mm-hmm. But five minutes later, if you find yourself in a in, in the wrong place at the right time, you could test positive. And then that's what you're walking. You're walking this fine line every day, and that's every member of your organization that touches uh, your team, whether it's in basketball, football, Whatever it may be, and um, that—that's the line that we all have to walk, and it's a thin line. You cannot, you can't, you cannot deviate. You just can't, and that's—that's that's the hard part.
0: You talk about walking the line, well, Coach. I mean, you—you've confronted that line two weeks ago. In uh, fact, you were just telling us uh, on on. On our show, uh, you said that you found out uh, in all likelihood that you had your positive test during our show uh, before the uh, November 14th uh, game that was to have been played against Cal. What yeah. was that like yeah. for you, that moment?
1: Uh, to be quite honest, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't shocked. Going into this, I had told my wife, I said, you know, we're trying to do, and we're going to do everything we can in our power to 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 make it and to do it right. I said, but I'm probably going to get it. I I I I said that. I told my wife. I said, I'm probably going to get this. And I said, it's, and I'm going to do everything in my in my being not to do it. And I'm going to I'm going to do all, everything I can do. And that night, you know, that was it. And I haven't haven't seen anybody since. You know, I never left the house after I got to talk to you guys for for almost two weeks, to be quite honest. And um, I tell you what, it's just um, you know, it's it's interesting when you hear people that 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 have have gotten the virus, and and I've had some friends and, and coaches that I've reached out to that have had the virus, you know, before I even had it. And they tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's there, there's going to be some moments where it's going to be tough. And hey, when you sit in a room by yourself 24 hours and you know, and, and you can't go out, you, you don't go anywhere. It's, it's a humbling feeling when you have no freedom. You know, we live in a place where we have freedoms and, and we, we get up in the morning and we just anticipate I'm going to work and I'm going to go do this today. And when you lay in a room by yourself and you reflect, it's, it's, it's a humble feeling. It really is. And it, it makes you really realize how fortunate we really are. And um, I just hope that, that people stay away from it because it's, it's not a lot of fun.
0: Boy, those are uh, some compelling words indeed from Coach Edwards. No matter where you're watching the ASU game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21. Still plenty more to come on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. A little later on in the show, we'll visit with Sun Devil defensive backs coach Chris Hawkins, as well as ASU Nickelback Jordan Clark. But, Up next, Coach Edwards and I will continue our conversation after this timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. The Lodge at First and Farmer in Tempe has been a great host for All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards these last two seasons. Now, we do miss Justin and the gang down at the Lodge. They took great care of us every Thursday night or in a case like this on a Tuesday night. But fans, you can still visit the Lodge and enjoy their amazing food outside on the patio. Sun Devil fans, don't miss your chance to be with us in spirit this fall at Sun Devil Stadium. A limited number of fan cutouts are available for purchase. and You can reserve yours today by visiting thesundevils.com slash fan cutouts. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. I'm Tim Healy, your host, welcoming you back to tonight's show as we continue our conversation with ASU head football coach, Herm Edwards. And with the cancellation of ASU's game with Utah this coming Sunday, by my count, Herm, there have now been eight Pac-12 football games that have been canceled due to COVID-19-related issues. What do you think is the best that ultimately can be made of this 2020 football season for the league as a whole and for your program in particular?
1: Your ability to adjust and um, the um, the wherewithal uh, with, with our conference to if you know you're going to have to cancel uh, gathering the information as fast as you can and, and teams being able to adjust. And play, and I, you know, I thought our conference has done a marvelous job of that. Um, but I, th- I think our conference also understands that the health and safety of the student athlete is the number one priority for all of us, as well as coaches and, and, and staff members. And uh, our conference has done a nice job of doing that, of, of really dealing with um, the situation we're in. Because you, you know, you, every week is is a, is, a, is a new week. Uh, and once you get a game under your belt, you're, you're excited about it, and then you you're, you're hoping that okay, this, we got another week to go. Let's let's get another weekend, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like you said, eight in this conference have been have been canceled or postponed or whatever you want to call it. But all through college football, it it, it seems to be that way every week.
0: That it does, and. I'm just wondering now with three games lost in your schedule in what was an already abbreviated schedule, is this a season that no longer becomes one about winning a division or winning a championship and maybe becomes more a season of player development, personnel development, uh, almost uh, like having spring ball in the fall with a few games thrown in, in fact?
1: Well, I, I think you always want to want to win. I, I think that's important because you want to build that. That will be a part of your program um, is building. What I do think um, there'll be some times and games where there'll be some young players uh, that you might look at to get an opportunity to play in a live contest in a Pac-12 football game, which I think is beneficial to your program. I think going forward for us, um, if we feel that there'll be certain times in the game where we can get some guys in there uh, that maybe uh, at other times you wouldn't think about doing that. You need to do that um, because before you know it, the season will end. Um, and then the next big thing will be spring ball. You know, when, when does spring ball start, right? And, and, and I think uh, the more you can, you know, get your calendar set of, okay, this is the schedule right now. And then when it ends, when do we start again, right? Because you want to get back into this football mode. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to stay dormant too long, I don't think. That, that, that's kind of my sense of it because your inability to play a lot of games. So I think the games that we have left, it's important that we give an opportunity to some of the young guys to maybe go in a game and, and not, you know, I mean, play a series or so, which is when the time is right on offense and defense. Uh, to get some reps in so they feel like, oh, okay, now I know what it feels like to play in a really a regular season game, right? Um, because those guys could uh, contribute, uh, and, and I think that gives them more confidence going into spring ball as well.
0: We caught a glimpse. Boy, I don't know if it's, it's the same way with you, but for me the USC game seems like it was a long time ago. It was only just about three weeks ago. But the first 56 minutes of that game, Herm, we saw a really, really good Arizona state football team. Uh, is, is that something that you're excited to build upon moving forward?
1: I think we all are. And we saw some glimpses of some things that we did pretty well. Um, our, our inability to finish was, 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 was a little disappointing because we had multiple opportunities to do that. Uh, you have to give USC credit, uh, They were able to do that. Uh, They seem to be able to do that the last couple weeks. You know, they 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 wait till the fourth quarter and then they they found a way to win games. Uh, And so that's a credit to them. I mean, and I think we got to learn that uh, going forward. Now I think these guys are excited about what we did, but it was a long time ago. It seems like now (laughs) it seems like that game was forever, right? because we haven't played in a while. So now we're starting all over again to to play, and uh, we're going to play a UCLA team. If you watch them, very talented, very talented football team. The Chiefs did a nice job of of building that program down there. They've got some talented players on offense, um, Do a pretty nice job on defense as well. So um, we will have our hands full with those guys because that offense is really scoring a lot of points.
0: In this period of time where the program has been kind of in a state of uh, suspension or put on hold, so to speak, because of uh, the COVID issues, what have your coaches been able to do much in the way of advanced scouting and looking ahead to opponents like a UCLA on December 5th?
1: Well, you can imagine when the season before it came to fruition that we were going to play, right? So we've had probably five different schedules. That's well, right. Going to play? Right, so it, it's kind of we we were doing that when we were sitting in that postponement deal. Right, we had kind of scouted all the teams. Said, well, we're going to play these guys, and now we're going to play these guys. Oh no, we're not playing. We got another schedule. We're going to play these. So it's kind of been funny that way. The fact that we've we've kind of almost scouted everybody in our conference and in the other conference too, because there were times that we had schedules. Now one time we were going to play Stanford. You know, I mean, it was it was it was it, we were going to play Washington State. I mean. Oregon State. I mean, you know, we did. did, 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 Then all of a sudden, then we're going to play Cal. No, we're not going to play Cal. And it's just, it's, it's a move. It was moving. This thing was always moving. So we've kind of been in that mode, to be quite honest.
0: And I just wanted to get back to something you said earlier that uh, the possibility of picking up a game at the end of the season. Are you talking about that? What what I was calling that wild card weekend, December eighteenth and
1: nineteenth? Yeah. Yeah. Because we play on a Friday. I think it's the twelfth. So we would still have the ability to pick up another game.
0: And, so we uh, might
1: make sure we
0: lost this week. Mm-hmm. Like a, a team like Utah, perhaps, that you lost this I week. I don't know
1: if oh. they have anything like that, but I, I know that there's a possibility we're gonna pick up another game, so that'd be great. We'll get three more games. And then hey, you never know. Uh you know, you you, you win out and maybe you get another game. So now all of a sudden you got you got you got five games. <laughs>
0: Who knows? And it's always that carrot in front of you, isn't it? That chance to just play one more game, isn't it? That's, a, that's kind of what drives all sports, isn't it, Herm?
1: That drives us all. And I think the, the more we can play, and and as I mentioned and you mentioned earlier, give some of the guys, uh, young ones, the ability to play, I think will help us. It will help us tremendously down the road.
0: One closing thought, if I might, as the Thanksgiving holiday approaches, uh, a lot of us will be thankful if we get the chance to see your team play some more football games before this calendar year ends. I think we're all thankful to see you improving in health and getting better and back at work in your office. What are some of the things that uh, you will uh, be thankful for before uh, you uh, feast on your turkey this coming Thursday?
1: Well, I just think all the little things we take for granted in life, you know, and, and I think when you're when you're in a place that I was in for 10, 11 days, you realize that you kind of reflect on your whole life. And I can tell you this, uh, when I came over here today and uh, walked out on the field and watched our players and the embrace that I got from my players – Uh, it was was unbelievable. It just was unbelievable. I was glad to see them, and they were glad to see me. And uh, it's just amazing, you know, when you're in this and you're preparing to win games and you're trying to do this and the relationships that you have with your players, uh, with your coaching staff. You know, these guys have never seen me, not in the building. And I was away from this building for 12 days. Coaches and everybody, and when I walked into this place, um, it was a feeling that I was back home. And uh, it, was, it was emotional. I can tell you that. It was very emotional, especially when I went down there in that, in that weight room and on that field and I, and I looked at my players. It was, it was very
0: emotional, to say the least. I can hear the emotion in your voice now, Coach, and uh, kind of feel it myself. It's just so good to have you back, and you look good, you sound good, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see your team play some football uh, pretty doggone soon, hopefully on December 5th against UCLA. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Herm. Thanks for joining us, and uh, stay healthy, my friend.
1: Thank you. Thank all those Sun Devil fans. I appreciate your love.
0: Great to see Head Coach Herm Edwards joining us again tonight on All Aboard. No matter where you're watching the ASU football game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21. Coming up, we'll visit with first-year Sun Devil defensive backs coach Chris Hawkins. You're listening to All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, here on the Sun Devil Radio Network, now this time out. (laughs) This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the third quarter. We are airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on Facebook Live. You can check out the live stream of this program by logging on to the ASU Football Facebook page. Tonight's broadcast of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards is brought to you in part by Lyft. Thank you, Lyft, for being a proud partner of sun devil athletics welcome back to tonight's show everybody i'm tim healy the radio play-by-play voice of arizona state football and we're glad you joined us on this tuesday night normally the show airs on thursday but because of thanksgiving and some sun devil basketball on the radio tomorrow we rearranged the furniture and we're broadcasting on tuesday this week entering this season there were many people who felt as though the secondary might be the strength of the Arizona State defense in the year 2020 and our guest on this portion of the show is a gentleman who's in charge of ASU's defensive backs a one-time DB himself at USC he's now in his first full season as the Sun Devil defensive backs coach on the staff of head coach Herm Edwards and it's our pleasure to welcome coach Chris Hawkins to the show Chris good to see you partner how uh, how's your health been through this pandemic and especially over the last couple of weeks Uh, Good to see you too, Tim, and uh, thanks for having me. I thank everybody else for having me as
2: well. Uh, Obviously, everybody knows it's been a rough time for the team, but uh, me personally, I'm healthy. Uh, My room is healthy, so I'm glad glad about that. And I'm just finally looking forward to moving
0: on past this. And it looks like, as Coach Edwards said uh, in the beginning of our show, that the program is starting to turn a corner in that regard, although the news today was disappointing that for the third straight week, your football game is going to be canceled, the the Utah game schedule for Sunday canceled. What was your reaction when you heard the news? Uh, obviously a little
2: disappointed, but, I mean, we've kind of prepared ourselves for anything, especially in the year 2020. There's been so much going on, and there's not been a lot of certainty out there, so – I mean, we kind of knew the possibility of it. And when they finally said it, it was kind of like, oh, you know, we've been game planning for them and everything like that. So now it's kind of time to focus on our team and, and getting fully healthy and then to get a chance to focus on UCLA.
0: How are your guys in the secondary dealing with has to, w- with what has to be an emotional roller coaster ride uh, that we're all experiencing these days? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they're going to be emotional.
2: Having a lot of older guys, a lot of seniors in that group, and they just want to play football. I literally just got off the phone with Chase about an hour ago, you know, just calming him down, making sure that he's all good. You know, it's just good for me to have an opportunity to reach out to all my guys and make sure that they're all they're all good. And I think right now we're moving in the right direction. And I think we just got to keep it keep it going forward because obviously they want to play football.
0: You mentioned Chase Lucas, your outstanding senior cornerback. You have two terrific senior cornerbacks in Chase and Jack Jones. And you feel for guys like them, don't you, Chris? Because this being their senior year, they wanted to go out with a flourish. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, I mean, being seniors, I I was a senior once. So I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to have a senior night and and, and it be your last game in the Jersey and everything like that. But we really don't know what's going to happen because this year was paused for pretty much everybody. It was a free year. You kind of don't know what's going to happen with the roster and everything like that. So hopefully if I get a chance to maybe get those guys back, I I would love the opportunity to coach those guys for another year. But you do feel for them. I, I know they're emotional about the decisions that are being made about the games and everything. But as
0: long as they're healthy and they're able to wake up every day, I'm good well said but uh, boy that that roster issue is going to be a big factor isn't it because this is in essence a free year for pretty much every athlete and it is not beyond the realm of possibility is it that we could see a, a Jack Jones or and or a Chase Lucas back in uniform at ASU next year yeah. yeah absolutely i mean you got a lot of seniors
2: across the country and juniors that across the country who have decisions to make i mean some guys can go but if some guys feel like they didn't get the film enough uh, they can easily come back and, and and have another a repeat of another senior year. So there's a lot of guys that will be making decisions obviously moving forward. And here at ASU, we give we give those guys the the right amount of time to make those decisions, and they can do as they please and make the right decisions for themselves.
0: Let's talk about your group for a minute. As we said, uh, perceived in the preseason and leading into the season to be a strength on this Arizona State football team. What is your overview of your secondary? Uh, Obviously, it's led by seniors, as you have noted already.
2: Jack Jones, Chase Lucas, Evan Fields, uh, Shari Croswell, dudes who've been playing a lot of football for for Arizona State for a long time. And I think, obviously, I think we're one of the more talented groups in the Pac-12. And I think we kind of put that on display in the first game versus USC. Uh, But I just... We were we were just now hitting hitting our real stride. I think this the sky's the limit for this group. And I think that once we get another opportunity to, to, to show it on the field that we will do that. And I think we just have a lot of versatility within the group. You got a guy like uh Jordan Clark who's who's a red shirt freshman who who starts at the nickel spot but can also play outside if need be. You got a lot of versatility within these groups. Uh the addition of a DeAndre Pierce who's been a lifesaver for us, you know, one of the more smarter guys in this conference when it just comes to football. And he's played a lot of a lot of football at Boise State. So I think I have an experienced group with a lot of freshmen behind him ready to get going.
0: I was just going to say you talked about the seniors and the veterans that lead the secondary, but you've got some exciting young talent, don't you, Chris? Guys like Ed Woods. I know uh, Antonio Pierce is very high on Ed Woods' potential as a DB T. Lee, Mason Williams, uh, some really good players that uh, look like they're ready to step forward in the coming years. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, Starting off with a a dude uh, like Ed Woods, who's ultra competitive. I think that's his biggest advantage. He does not like losing. And he shows that he really doesn't show any emotion on the football field. He just plays the game. Uh, He's going to be a great asset for us moving forward. Uh, T. Lee, a guy from, from Georgia or Jacksonville, as he may say, but he went to uh, <laughs> high school in Georgia, uh, a guy who's very versatile, can play safety, can play nickel, brings a lot of versatility to the game, and a guy I trust right now. And then there's a guy like Mason. I coached his brother at USC, and and Mason is is an ultra-competitive kid. He does not like losing, and he's from Los Angeles, so he helps us, in obviously, in recruiting Los Angeles and everything like that, but the, the future is bright here at ASU. I want all the fans to
0: know that, and I think the players will say the same thing. You mentioned USC. I have to ask you, what did that feel like for you on November 7th, being at the Coliseum, only on the other sideline as an ASU coach against your alma mater? Yeah, that was actually my first time ever stepping foot on that sideline.
2: Even as as a player or or a coach, I had never been on that sideline before, so it was a little weird for me. But I've never been so locked in to a to a game plan to a to a, a football game, even as a player. That, it, it, it felt amazing to be over there. Uh, obviously, I knew pretty much everybody on the, on the other side, but my competitive spirit is I'm 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 pulling for the team that I'm on, no matter what. And uh, I wish those guys over there at USC nothing but luck the rest of the season. But uh, I'm over here right now, and, and my focus is is to be here for a long time and so that I can I can build a brand of defensive back play
0: here at, at Arizona State. What drew you to ASU and uh, led you to join coach Edwards staff, Chris? Uh I mean,
2: basically it was coach White who's now uh, the defensive coordinator at Syracuse, uh coach Pierce, coach Herm, and, and obviously uh Prince Gill who actually coached me while I was at USC. They basically started calling me in in December and by the end of December, it was it was pretty much, do you want to be the Arizona State defensive back coach? And obviously, I wasn't going to turn that down. Me being 24 at the time, 25 now. But I I never thought it was going to happen this fast, getting into it. I was less than a year into actually coaching. Uh, obviously, I did some recruiting, and, and that was a big part of it. And me being a, a, another connection into Los Angeles, that helped as well. But Coach Herm and, 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 and Coach Marv took me through the interview process, and according to them, I blew it out the water. And now, I mean, I'm full fledged uh, Arizona State Sun
0: Devil. We're glad you're here. I'll tell you that. And uh, you are a you've quickly developed a reputation as being a top notch recruiter. And I'm just wondering how has challenging has that become recruiting in the pandemic area, Chris. Uh, obviously, it's a it's
2: another challenge within itself because it's already hard enough to to recruit top guys, obviously. And uh, I mean, with the pandemic, when you can't get kids on campus, you can't really show them what you're worth. You you basically have to do everything virtually, and they're they're kind of going to go off the brand of your school. So we have to do a great job on the football field, showing these kids the brand of football that we play and the in the in the style of football that that we can play here at Arizona state. That's why each game is pretty, pretty big for us, but everything right now, especially with the, uh, with the rule being expanded to, I think June or or, or July or somewhere around there that you're going to have to be very, very, very good virtually, whether that's through texting, FaceTime, text messages, you're going to have to do a great job, maintaining constant communication with these kids and, Good part about it is that we have a lot of we're going to have a lot of time on our hands to do that, and I think that this staff, the way we're put together, we're 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 allotted to to put a lot of time towards recruiting.
0: And and the message, how is the message of Herm Edwards' version of Sun Devil football being received on the recruiting trail? Um, if you if you really pay attention around the country, I mean we're starting
2: to become a, a real pivotal factor in a lot of these guys recruiting, especially top guys across the country. We're starting to end up in those top fives where a few years prior, Arizona State wasn't necessarily a serious school to be looked at. Now I think that Herm has established – Herm and AP has, have established ASU as a real as a real asset in recruiting. And so that when we show up with that – whenever the, the chance is, where we show up with that fork on our chest, that it really means something – all across the country.
0: Well, it's so great to have you at ASU, Chris. Uh, Continued success to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. The same to you guys. Thanks for having me. That's Sun Devil defensive backs coach Chris Hawkins joining us tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards. And no matter where you're watching the ASU game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21 coming up you'll meet one of chris hawkins defensive backs at arizona state sun devil corner and nickelback jordan clark will be our guest when we return in a moment here on the sun devil radio network the fourth quarter is next on all aboard with sun devil head football coach herm edwards No matter where you're watching the ASU game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21. I'm Tim Healy, thanking you for joining us on tonight's installment of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Our final guest of the evening is a young man who had himself a solid game at USC several weeks ago, posting seven tackles, including one tackle for loss, a redshirt freshman from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're pleased to have Nickelback Jordan Clark join us here on the show tonight. How you doing, Jordan? I ask all my guests this first. I'll ask you, how's your health, and uh, how have you been particularly the last couple of weeks?
3: I'm doing well. I'm healthy. You know what I'm saying? I was able to, to avoid COVID and everything, you no know, contact tracing or anything like that. So, you know, I'm doing great. Just blessed. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, we're glad you're on the show with us, and we're glad you've been able to stay healthy, my friend. Uh, share with us your reaction, Jordan, when you heard the news that uh, for the third straight week, uh, your scheduled football game had been canceled. The Utah game on Sunday canceled uh, once again.
3: Um, You know, I was disappointed. You know what I'm saying? I was excited to get back out there with the guys, man, and you know, show the conference what we could do after that um, unfortunate loss in, in L.A., but um, you know, I know, you know, people make decisions like that for me. That's above my above my pay grade. So, you know, I'm just going to put my head down and just get back to work with, with my teammates.
0: What's it been like for you and your teammates uh, having your already shortened and delayed season uh, now interrupted three times in a row uh, while you all deal with COVID-19? It's like riding an emotional roller coaster of sorts, isn't it?
3: Yes, sir. um you know it's been unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, obviously very disappointing. Uh, you know you had we had worked up to a point you know to to get here so we could play and you know the uncertainty of everything and you know finally getting that opportunity. but um I think everybody's handled it really well and I think we'll be ready to play whenever uh, we do get to get the go.
0: Where do you personally find your strength in a tough time like this?
3: Um, honestly, you know, just from, from the guys around me, my teammates, and then, you know, I drive from my family, uh, you know, just watching how my parents handle situations of, of adversity and things like that and watching how my coaches handle situations of adversity, you know, I just try to follow their lead.
0: It must be especially frustrating, as you kind of referenced, uh, not to be able to play games now because of the potential that this team possesses. Uh, that first 56 minutes at USC, Jordan, we saw a really good football team. What are your reflections on that game?
3: Um, the, the first 56 minutes wasn't even our best ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's talking about how good it was. But, you know, there, there were so many things that I think we could have done better in that first 56, not to mention, you know, the last few minutes of the game. And But, you know, I think that that's just a, a preview of where this where this program is headed. You know, I think that the future is really bright for us, and I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: That must be an exciting feeling for you. You came here last year. I think you got into one or two games and then redshirted. But the, the future of this program that you represent, young guys like you, has got to really excite you in a great way, doesn't it?
3: Yes, I'm. I'm super excited, man. You know, to to see everything kind of come to fruition. You know, all the things that the coaches told us would happen, and you know, to see everything come together, it, it's amazing. And you know, to think that we're not even halfway there yet is is even more exciting. We got so much, so much ball left.
0: I don't know if you were able to catch our segment with C- Coach Hawkins, but uh, we talked to him about the secondary and how it may well be the strength of the ASU defense. How do you and your fellow DBs feel about that?
3: Well, you know, it's obviously the truth. We're obviously the best position group on the team. But um <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think uh, you know, everybody kinda thinking that and having that expectation of us and you know, that, that was good for us. I think it made us work really hard. I think we embraced that role and um I think when you got when you have leaders like, you know, Ev and, and Jack and Chase, uh it, it makes it it makes it really easy, you know what I'm saying? It makes it really easy to be good. They've done this a lot, so
0: what have you learned, and what have you been able to glean from uh, Chase Lucas and Jack Jones, your starting corners?
3: Um, they just have a they just have a confidence about themselves, man, and a, and a, and an intention and a focus on hard work. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just just watching how they operate, watching how professional they both are about about what we do, has been great for me. You know what I'm saying? I think it's made my transition to the college level a lot easier, and uh, you know, having them is a blessing.
0: In what ways have you made the biggest improvements yourself? As we said, you didn't get much action last year, but uh, you had a great uh, spring, uh, great preseason, uh, and a solid game in that opener against USC.
3: Yes, sir. Um, I think uh, just the biggest strides I've made in college have really been physically. You know, I think I've gotten bigger, stronger, faster since I've got here. I think Coach Joe has done a great job with that. And then, uh, you know, with the addition of Hawk, I think that my mental my mental understanding of football is just leaps and bounds better than it was. So I think I've kind of improved everywhere, but for sure, I got bigger, stronger, faster, and I understand the game better.
0: And you got to uh, learn a lot from your dad, too. Your father, Ryan Clark, a former NFL defensive back, you know, he played for my favorite team, the Washington football team, for a brief period (laughs) of time. Do
3: you remember that? Yes, sir, I I do remember that. I remember my dad's entire career. You know, it's cool to – to be able to, you know, look back on those times and just smile and laugh at the stuff I got to experience.
0: Of course, you your dad played for them when they were a half-decent football team. I think Hall of Famer Joe Gibbs <laughs> was their head coach at the time, wasn't he?
3: Yes, sir, Joe Gibbs. You got guys like, you know, Sean Taylor on the roster. You got legends, you know what I'm saying? So
0: it's cool. Those, those were good. And now he's an analyst on a TV. How does he like that game?
3: I think he loves it. You know, I'm pretty sure he loves it. <laughs>
0: I hope he does. It's uh, not a bad way to make some money and stay connected with the game of football. Hey, great having you on the show, Jordan. Uh, Let's hope we hit the field real soon, continue to stay healthy, have a happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for being with us tonight, partner.
3: Appreciate you having me.
0: That was Sun Devil defensive back Jordan Clark, our guest here on All Aboard. That'll do it for tonight's show. We want to thank our great engineer, Sean Crespin, and thanks to our in-studio coordinator, Cody Fincher, and thanks to Tim Cassidy, Nate Wainwright, and Marcus Castro-Walker from Sun Devil Football for their help. Join us again in nine days on Thursday, December 3rd, when we hopefully will preview the UCLA game. Until then, I'm Tim Healy saying happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for being with us. So long, everybody. listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil Head Football Coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Arizona State Football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented
2: by MidFirst Bank.